Welcome everybody to Bible on the Rocks. Today we're going to be talking about two stories. The story of Jotham's parable from the book of Judges, chapter 9, verses 7 through 15, and the story of Jesus turning water into wine from the book of John, chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. As a general disclaimer, the views and opinions shared are those of the participants only and do not necessarily reflect those of any Christian denomination, nor do they reflect those of any of our sponsors. So sit back and enjoy as we explore the Bible with Bible on the Rocks. My name is Jeremy Spittle, and I'm drinking a 10-year Chardonnay. Liar. Uh, Tell the truth, Cardi B. <laughs> I'm drinking Apothic Rosé. <laughs> My name is Ed Johnson, and I am drinking what was really only on the shelf of the store, Corona Premier. My name is Brett Hinky. I had a... Bacardi rum and ginger beer, and now I'm drinking a Bud Light. Uh, my name is Jameson Stubbs. I'm starting out with a Victory Winter Cheers Hazy Wheat Ale, and I will move on to a Brothers Craft Brewing Optimization. Mm. That sounds good. Yeah, it does sound good. My name is way Eric. To, way to optimize your night. I've had a uh, vanilla Coke and some kind of scotch, and then I had a. It was uh, Shivas Regal. Shivas Regal Scotch and Vanilla Coke, Wendy's Vanilla Coke. Yeah, yeah people that drink Shivas say, you know what, this would be good with if I mix it with a Vanilla Coke from <laughs> <laughs> from from Wendy's. Oh wow! And then I had it with a Sprite, so I had a Shivas and Sprite. Did you come out of one of those machines that with the touch screen? Oh yeah, the touch yeah. screen. Yeah, those are pretty. Those sweet. are sweet. If you go to a bar and say, um, "Let me get a Shivas I would and like, Coke." Yeah, I would like a Scotch and Coke, and uh, please make it Shivas. <laughs> I would hate to see the face that they would have on it. Are you certain, sir, that you want this Shivas? You know what, Brett? <laughs> you know what? Just because I care so much about you. <laughs> I will never drink a Shivas in Coke again. Thank you. <laughs> you know what? Can I say something? If it tasted good to him, it's absolutely okay. That's valid, but it's what I'm truth. saying it's is... It's my truth. Thanks, Ed. That's my truth. Shivas and Coke. But don't ever truth. do it again, all right? But at least don't tell really us good. about it. Is there a story tonight? <laughs> yeah. What's our story? Here we go. I've got two stories tonight. To talk about one for the Old Testament, one for the New Testament, that I think help us help inform our understanding of alcohol. Like maybe I don't because I don't know if we can ever really know how God feels about about alcohol. But I'll let you guys talk about that because that's what we do on this podcast. So the first story is actually from Judges. Somebody remind me of where Judges, Judges seven, Judges nine, seven through nine. fifteen, <laughs> Judges nine, <laughs> Judges nine seven through fifteen. Yeah. Is it 15 or 13? I think it's 15. 15. Definitely 15. Definitely 15. Definitely. Second half, Judges 9. Went rain um, man on us there. It's actually some sick... It's actually a sick story. With some, it's got some sick names up in it. It's got some names like Jerubbable. Jerubbable. And, uh, yeah, and Abimelech. Gesundheit. Yeah, thanks. It's pretty sick. So, all right. So, my story from Judges starts with the judge that Gideon... A lot of people know Gideon, right? Mm-hmm. Gideon was the judge that... uh yeah. 
He sticks a lot of Bibles in drawers. Gideon and Bibles. And he does do that. That's me. Yeah. Sure. Gideon, though, was also known as Jerubbabel, which is not an easy name to say. And after he took his... Is it like, No, I don't know. Come on, man. No, I don't know. I'm, I'm Jerubbabel just, or Jerubbabel? I mean, it doesn't matter. I thought it was Jerubbabel. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> tomato, tomato, tomato. We went through this with Ehud. <laughs> Jerubbabel was a little bit of a player and had a, had a wife and lots of concubines. And he had a lot of sons. He had like 70 of them. And uh, after, after Gideon died, his 70 sons were kind of like this consensus of leadership. But there was one out of Shechem, a place called Shechem, straight out of Shechem. Shechem. <laughs> <laughs> named Abimelech that was like the son of one of his concubines or whatever you call him and uh, he was like what up fam and they were like what up Abimelech and he was like do y'all really want to be ruled by all 70 of these dudes or do you want me I should rule over the Israelites and his fam was like yeah dog you rule over us bro Gideon had 70 sons yeah. Abimelech said I want to be the ruler so he killed all his other brothers except for one Jotham or Jotham who went and hid and so Abimelech and his fam is like yo Israel we're going to rule over y'all now and uh, and then all of a sudden up on this hill somewhere Jotham comes out and he's like what up y'all I'm not dead and I need to tell you a story about whether or not you should let my bro Abimelech rule over you and they're like okay tell us a story and at this point if I remember correctly, it was like Wayne's World. And I want you to recall Saturday morning cartoons mm-hmm. when you get in front of your TV and you break out some cereal. Mm. Because Jotham tells this story that reminds me of a cartoon. When I read it, I think of a cartoon. And he tells a story about the trees, the cedars of Lebanon. They sound majestic, right? Yeah. They smell great. Yeah. Uh, they line your closets with them. Yeah, keep them all. Somebody, away. they're famous for them. When I sweat, yeah. it smells like the cedars of Lebanon. <laughs> <laughs> after, after a cool summer, a cool spring rain. After mm. after working out in the box. I yeah. Cedar was that Jotham's like yo the cedars of Lebanon representing Israel. So I want you to imagine these cedars, right? Like cedar trees, not like the ants that are like take like a hundred years to yeah. talk about something from Lord of the Rings, but like cedars are like, hey guys, we need somebody to rule over us. That's how I want you to imagine like the cedars, like the little branches waving and be like, hey, we don't feel confident enough to rule over us. So we don't need, we need a ruler. We need somebody to tell us what to do. <laughs> and, uh,. <laughs> Was that in the original version of this? Yeah, it's the direct. <laughs> I direct, like that you're doing voices. Mm-hmm. Direct Hebrew translation. And so they go to the first The first place they go to look for somebody to reign over them is the olive mm. tree. The olive tree. Yeah. The What's cedars the olive tree sound like? The cedars are like, hey, olive tree, we want you to rule over us. And the olive tree holds its hand like this, and it's like... I'm an olive tree. Oh, no. Why would he do that? I'm, I'm not going to rain over oh, no. <laughs> Does the olive tree have another voice? <laughs> yes, thank you. 
<laughs> Nintendo's gonna sue us. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an olive tree. I'm gonna win. I'm gonna win. All right. So then, so the olive tree says, "I don't, I don't want to rule no, no, over no, no, you." Right. Yeah, I'm yeah. Gonna go. Olive tree says, "Why would I give up?" My oil, that honest God and men. And the cedar trees are like, oh, shucks. Because <laughs> <laughs> the, olive, the olive doesn't want to give, like, it's oil, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there's uh, the oil. Like, Oil's, oil's too valuable. I, I'm making oil. Why am I going to waste my time ruling over you, right? So then what happens? So, so the, olive the cedar tree, trees, yeah. the cedar trees are like, well, what are we doing now? And uh, so they go, <laughs> so they go to the. Clues. They, so they go to the fig tree next. They go okay. to the fig tree. Oh, and they're, like, mm. they're like, hey, figs, we want you to rule over us. Because we're not confident in who we are and our identity. And the figs are like, we don't run a rule over you. Why would we give up our fruit, the bounteous fruit of our branches that make God happy and men happy? We're not going to give up our fruit for you. Cedar trees are like, oh, man, shucks. Who can ask now? And so they go to the uh, they go to the grapevine. Grapevine, yeah. And like, hey, grapevine, we want you to rule over us. Was it a rosé grapevine? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What did it sound no, like? It was what did they muscadine. Gra- muscadine? No, not muscadine. It's the worst. <laughs> Please tell me it wasn't muscadine. Kind of, I don't. That's the only kind of grape I know. What other kind of grape would you like it to be, Brett? Um, a Pinot Gris. That's not a. It's not a, it's a, is it that is, a grape. That is a grape. Yeah. Probably. Pinot was the Pinot Gris, and they were like, <laughs> "Hey, Cedar Tree, what's up?" I don't. Grapevine, sexy. Yeah, yeah. sexy. Yeah. Very, very, definitely not a rosé. Very, very mellow. Cedar Tree, what's very up? mellow. This grapevine. Uh, yeah, it is. You know what? Maybe it's a Pinot Noir. Ooh. Cedar Tree. Mm, dark. Why would we give up our delicious wine that pleases? Got it, man. We're good, bro. And the cedar tree's like, dang it. Who are we going to ask now? <laughs> and so they go to they go to the brambles, y'all. Mm. Yeah, I know. It's so surprising. The like, brambles. Go from the olive tree, the fig, to mm. the to the grapevine. Yeah. And they end up asking the brambles. Mm. Mm-hmm. No, they're desperate. The ruffians. Yeah, desperate. The brambles are straight up. That's like the scrub brush, right? Yeah, it is. They're scrubs. Yeah. Brambles I don't want are scrubs. literally scrubs. And uh, the cedar the- trees are like, hey, brambles, we want you to reign over us. Because we're not confident in our identity and who we are. I can't wait to hear the brambles. <laughs> the brambles are like, <laughs> the brambles are like, well. Yes, I was hoping for like a southern kind of, <laughs> southern kind of draw thing. If you're really serious about that, <laughs> then we'll reign over you. But if you mess with us and you don't really want this to happen, then we will burn you to the ground. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very dire. You like that? This is, that's the brambles. Mm, yeah. Yeah. And, this, and so Jotham's like, and then it's like Wayne's World. It's like, and Jotham's standing before his peeps again. And he's like, y'all, if you really want Abimelech to rule over you, you know what? If this is honest and like you think that this is what should happen, then go for it. And Jotham, Jotham is like, if y'all, this, but if you don't, you're going to pay for it. And then, of course, in the next pericope of judges, 
The what? The now? what? Um? Per- pericope. Yeah, pericope is. What's the, a pericope? It's no. a section of text, like it's a little story, mm. like the little section of story. Uh, in the mm. original writing, they didn't have chapters or verses. Like we added that in later. Mm. But yeah, like oh. pericopes. Yeah, pericope mm. uh, is an actual section. The Israelites get judged. And True God, story. God burns them to the ground. Pericope raises them into the next judge. All right, so that's my first story. The okay. reason I picked this story is because it very clearly, it was very clear the point where. In the story, it's talks about wine making God happy. That's why I picked the this cheers story. God and man. Yes, it cheers God and men. And I don't think it necessarily means. I mean, it could mean. I mean, I don't know. I'm gonna go dial this back. I don't think like God drinks wine, right? You but don't in know. The, I don't know. He could. God doesn't need to drink wine. I mean, he, but he doesn't need anything. Right, he is, exactly. He's self-existent, yeah, but he enjoys. Exactly. I don't think he, he drinks he anything. Right. But the, in the Jewish mindset, just for the Jewish, from the Jewish mindset, right? Yeah. Wine was a part of their sacrificial system that they poured out as a. They called it a drink offering. Well, a lot did of they, people don't realize this. Did they pour it out for their homies? Yeah, they pour one out for the homies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm straight out of Shechem, bro. Yeah, yeah you are. <gasps> yeah. So. Um, <laughs> So why do you think? So do you think there's anything specific as to why they picked those three different trees before the brambles? So brambles we know are crap, right? And actually they're easy to burn. Yeah. And so it's almost the the ironic thing, right? Is that he says, "All right, I'm I'm going to be your king, so come huddle near me," and that just makes them all the more likely to burn down. There's no protection there. Yeah. Right. So, but why do they pick the other three? Are so they, the two trees and then the vines. Well, the, all of the things that those. Produce were essential to the kind of identity. So the were they, Israelites had any? So they were really kind of rarity. they were kind of valuable to the Israelites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got the figs, you got the olives for the oil, and you got the wine. The wine, uh, the oil, and the wine both serve a huge like uh, ritual purpose within the Israelites. I don't know about I don't know about figs. I don't know if figs are just delicious like a ritual they purpose. Well, I mean, they uh, keep you regular. Everybody had fig <laughs> really? trees back then, right? Yeah. They also make fig newtons, one of my favorite. And that keeps you regular. Is it a cookie? Things. It's not. It's fruit and cake, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I love fig newtons so much. They're so good. They're not a... Like, kids don't know about those anymore, though. No, it, and that commercial is going to go over the heads of so uh, many totally people. totally will. But, man... Could you eat a whole sleeve of them? Oh, I would crush I a sleeve of those. You open one of those things, things, man. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Jeez. I'm going to buy you some fig we got to get the girls to go run out and get us some fig newton. Oh, I would love some fig newton. I right really now. want a fig newton right uh, now. Um, Yo, Google. <laughs> <laughs> get some fig Does newtons. anybody else have questions on this? Oh, you got some highlighted, Ed. What are you going to say? No, I'm just... Ed's just doing his own Bible study over here. He's bored by this story. <laughs> the whole point of all of this, right, is that there is oftentimes, an, I think in very conservative circles of faith, there's a, a negative connotation to alcohol itself. And I think if you look at the scriptures, there's more stories that reflect the value of alcohol than the problems with it. Are there? Yeah, I think there are. Wine's all over the scriptures, dog. It's all over the scriptures as something that is meaningful to the Jewish people. I think there's a verse somewhere, I don't know if it's a direct translation, that says God gave his, his people wine to make them happy. And, like, the scriptures have a problem with the abuse of all kinds of things. Alcohol is one of the things that has a problem with abusing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Which is not a whole... Still today. Yeah, it's a no-brainer for all of us that the abuse of alcohol is the problem. Mm. So what happened before this was they asked 
Gideon or Jeroboam to be their king. No, Ab- no, 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 Abimelech. No, 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 nobody asked him to. Abimelech, they did. Abimelech's family asked him to. No, I'm sorry. Before Abimelech, the oh, people of Israel had asked Gideon or Jeroboam to be their king, and he said, no, God will be your king. Yes. Yeah. That's so correct. is it possible? So when he's telling this, when, what's his name, Jotham? When Jotham is telling the story, basically he's saying, you had Gideon, who was basically like an olive tree or a fig tree, or a grapevine. You had a you had a great person, and that person said, "No, I'm I'm doing enough good as I am. Your king, I'm not going to be your king because I'm doing some great stuff over here." Gotcha. But then you guys just chose this bramble. So we we understand. I think that Abimelech represent or the brambles represent Abimelech. Mm-hmm. The olive tree represents Gideon or Jerubal, right? What about the wine? The, the, the fig trees and the grapevine? Yeah. Who do the fig trees represent and who do the grapevine represent? So I read one commentary that said olives might be Gideon, figs yeah. may be like the priestly class. Mm. Okay. And yeah. The, what about uh, wine? J- um, I don't know. What would your commentary say about the wine? Is it possible that Jotham was like, yo, if Abimelech could be your king, I'm going to Gideon some stew, why can't I? I think Jotham's point was, listen to my father Gideon. He was saying, you don't need any money. But the but they, thing kept, he, they kept searching and searching. They wanted they yeah, had to yeah. have somebody ruling over them. Yeah, it's a criticism of them. Like, you you want someone so bad to rule over you, you're willing to allow these brambles, these, this scrub brush, this piece of crap to rule over you. Right. And right. what's going to happen is he's going to burn you to the ground because he sucks. Right. Well, what what you're getting at there goes back to the narrative of the people not wanting judges at one point and wanting a king. Yeah, right. I mean, that which they eventually get, but yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I think the I remember always hearing it. It's not that they it wasn't a problem that they wanted somebody to rule over them. It was that they wanted a king like the other nations. <clears throat> well, yeah. Instead of accepting <clears throat> God as their king, I think there's a verse like that says that they, do want, they wanted a king like all the other nations. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. That was always. Uh, so in Psalm 104, which is a psalm about creation, right, giving thanks to God for everything. So uh-huh. picks up one place and says this. You make springs pour water into the ravines, so streams gush down from the mountains. They provide water for all the animals, and the wild donkeys quench their thirst. The birds nest beside the streams and sing among the branches of the trees. You send rain on the mountains from your heavenly home, and you fill the earth with the fruit of your labor, you cause grass to grow for the livestock and plants for people to use. You allow them to produce food from the earth, wine to make them glad, yeah, olive oil to soothe their skin, and bread to give them strength. The trees of the Lord are well cared for, the cedars of Lebanon that he planted. Oh, shoot. And boom. That's money right there, dog. So that's saying God takes care of the trees. God takes care of the cedars of Lebanon. Where are the cedars of Lebanon? Where are the cedars oh, shucks. <laughs> and God wants us to rule over us. Shucks. We get what we need from the Lord. We don't need no olive trees. We don't need no fig trees. We don't need no brambles or wine. All right, that's a good time to take a break and hear a word from our sponsor. I agree. Hey, guys, come on down to Eric's Bar and Grill, the only bar and grill in Cana. We've got choice meats. We've got fish. We've got the largest platter of figs and olives you'll ever see. We've got jugs of the best wine around. Our servers will even wash your feet while you eat. 
This week only, we've got happy hour specials on Shiva Scotch mixed with vanilla Coke for only 15 shekels. Don't miss out. If you need a break from fishing, shepherding, or that wedding celebration that just never seems to stop, strap your sandals on and head on down to Eric's Bar and Grill. Eric's Bar and Grill, where the brambles go. All right, and we're back. Oh, man, I love hearing from that sponsor. That sponsor never gets so old. good. Yeah. What is that you're opening? Some dark chocolate. You want some? No, nah, mm. dark chocolate sucks, dude. Oh, dark chocolate's my fave. Oh, man, you guys are so, like... Would you pay like twenty dollars for that dark chocolate? <laughs> it does. It's the preferred collection. Oh, it's get a golden ticket, man! You're gonna see Willy Wonka. I got a golden, golden ticket. ticket. <laughs> All right. What, what's that say right there? Lidl. Oh, you think Lidl sells a 19.99? That's this guy. Don't be. Don't it's be that's so. That's this guy. Don't be sensitive. Nah. All right. What's the second story? So sensitive, Edward. What's the second story? All right. So there's an Old Testament yeah, story. All right. So I got an Old Testament story about. God saying that, or the scripture saying that wine makes God happy. Yes. Right. And man. I got it. And, and man. man. And man. Yeah. And women. And man. Woman. People. People. And women. Mm-hmm. Um, women are, have, women are They're people. part of people. Yeah. I have a New Testament story. Right? So my New Testament story comes from the book of John, chapter what? Two. John, John chapter, chapter two, two, verses one, one to twelve. Yeah, John chapter two, verses one to twelve. Most people would say this is the most. A lot of people say this is Jesus' first miracle, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. This is his first miracle, which has some significance. So Jesus is in Capernaum at a wedding. Mm. He was in Capernaum guys, in our last episode too. I see you guys thumbs up in that dark chocolate, but I just don't believe it. <laughs> You're not even giving it a chance. It's got some. It's got piece, mint in it. I don't want that big a piece. It's That's got mint big. in it. Too, yeah, though. there's a little bit of mint. Yeah, mint dark chocolate. So is Cana? Perfect. Is Cana in Capernaum? I don't know. Who's got a map? Yo, Google. Where's Capernaum? I don't know. I read the story. It says wedding at Cana. I don't remember it saying wedding at Capernaum. I think maybe it says the wedding. The weddings at Cana, and then the end of two. It says, or at the end of the story, it's like they stayed in Capernaum for a little while. Mm. Okay. Okay. I mean, sweet. Spoiler alert. All right. I need to make a confession that that's pretty good. (laughs) Ed, I apologize to you. And you're a believer. Brett, I apologize to you. That is pretty good. Yeah. Um, That's where we're eating something on every episode. Delicious dark chocolate. So there's a wedding in wedding in Capernaum, Cana, wherever that is. I keep wanting to stop tell you to stop, Brett, but it helps me. Who keeps who someone is really smacking their lips. <laughs> oh, that's disgusting. I feel like I'm at the zoo at the camel. <laughs> he went to Capernaum after. And they oh. stayed in Capernaum for a yeah. while. Yeah, that's what he was yeah. saying. Yeah. Yeah, he went to go right. visit his family. You're right on. Keep going. Yeah, yeah. Winning, keep going. They went to Capernaum. They stayed in Capernaum for a while. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, so exactly. After, after John chapter two. Yeah. The first um, what most people would say was like the first miracle of Jesus. He's at a wedding. And the Jewish weddings, Jewish weddings would last for a couple of days, and so they would like there would be this covenanting of a man and a woman, and uh, there would be this huge celebration that would go on for days. And Jesus, the scriptures makes it a point to say that Jesus' mom was there. So yep. it's Mary, Mary, yeah, Mary, and uh, the MC there at the wedding. I don't know if the MC somebody comes to Mary and is like, "Yo, yo, we're running out of wine at this wedding." Mm-hmm. 
right? And Mary, Jesus' mother, Mary's like, Jesus, they're running out of wine. And Jesus is like, woman, what has this got to do with me? Mm. I'm pretty sure that's like the like I think a direct he, translation. What are you going to say, Ed? I think it was dear woman. Nah, no. Dude, I think it was like woman. Is it really what dear woman? What has it got to do with me? It's really biblical, and I tried it with my wife the other night. She yeah. was like, hey, honey, I need you, the trash is full. And I was like, woman? <laughs> what has this got to do with me? <laughs> How'd that go? And then uh, she said, yeah. did she multiply the trash? No, nah, man. Did she, didn't go wrong. Did no. she turn it into treasure? <laughs> no. Did you res- did you say, woman, bring me a bunch of empty trash cans? Probably. No, 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 no. I was probably like, yo, kids, the trash is full. Take it out. And she was like, yo, I asked you. And I'm like, what do I have kids for? I had kids to take yeah. out the trash. Yeah. I had kids to do these things for me. Yeah. Anyways, it didn't work for me, but it worked for Jesus. Like Mary was like, hey, servants, whatever Jesus tells you to do, do it. And Jesus is like, that's right. So Jesus points at these pots. They had pots there. The pots were used for, uh, yeah, it was, there were six pots. You, like for plants? No, 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 no. They Maybe were used jars? for ritual Jewish cleansing. Okay. Okay. Cleansing ritual? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The cleansing ritual. So the Jewish people, because of the Jewish law, there was this idea of ritual cleanliness. And mm. so before they would participate, and regularly when they would participate in acts that reflect their, their devotion to God, they would <coughs> cleanse themselves ritually. And so... In the nation of Israel, if you weren't by like a spring, or if you weren't by moving body water with like, like uh, a river, like a river or a spring, a uh, creek, or a creek, a creek, creek, a stream, yeah, a stream, stream. Um, Lord willing, and the creek don't rise, you would you would make your way to the creek to get fresh water from a flowing source, and okay. you would use that water to to cleanse <laughs> your. Um, just, I just want to point out, we gave him five choices of moving bodies of water. <laughs> he went with Craig. <laughs> he said, "Crick sounds right." No, but the God willing and the Crick don't rise. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's, okay. It seemed like the most. So they're not near a Crick. So what do they got to use? So they go to the well or the Crick, the spring, and they get they get water from this fresh moving, um, the clean water, and they. They would wash their hands and in the crick. They would, they would. There was this ritual cleansing of their hands, ritual cleansing of their heads before they received or participated in any, in any kind of holy activity. So there were these jugs, and um, the jugs held between twenty and thirty gallons. How many are there? There are six of them. Jesus says to the servants, "Hey, take them jugs and go fill them with water." A, a normal keg is. Fifteen point five gallons. So For this the is sake almost, of the podcast. So this is twice as much, right? How many kegs? How much is it? No, a keg so so we figure it's about ten kegs. But I mean, Dang one gross. jug is how many? One jug. One jug is twenty to thirty. Uh, okay. Yeah. Gallons. Thirty. So a, a keg is fifteen gallons. So it's almost two kegs. And you know how heavy a freaking keg is. I mean, I don't. Maybe you do, Jameson. I mean, I uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, they're pretty stinking heavy. They're pretty big. They are heavy. I actually, right those, now, those jugs are probably. I mean, how many servants are carrying these yeah, things? Several. I mean, they're big jugs. Several. There's a lot of servants. And Mary's like, do whatever he tells you to do. So mm-hmm. Jesus says, hey, take those take those kegs of water. Or jugs. rich jugs. Anyways, Jesus is like, take those jugs and go fill them with water. 
Mm-hmm. So the servants go fill in water, and then they bring them to the MC, the master ceremonies for the wedding. Or JC. This is, no, no, no. They don't take them to Jesus. They take them to the, to the guy that's running the wedding. Because this wedding's a big party, right? Everybody's having a good time. In the ancient world, they would get married. There would be a conjugal tent. Yeah, there would be. Yeah. <laughs> they want to say consummated marriage. It'd be like, let's party. Yeah, sure. Right? They'd be like, and uh, that's what we do every this time. This is after mm-hmm. they broke the glasses. They'd have air horns, but the the ram horns, <laughs> DJ air horns. Yeah, <laughs> the the groom would come out with his hands up, and he'd be like, <laughs> the MC, the MC of the the master of ceremonies. I can't remember what the, but the the direct the direct translation is MC. It was like, <laughs> yo, J Dog, what up? When they bring in the when they bring in the jugs, the MC's like, "Hey, the partiers are like, this water has turned to wine." <laughs> <laughs> let's get this. Let's turn it up. Let's get this party the roof, started. The roof. The roof is on fire. The thatch roof. The roof. The roof is on fire. And the party just keeps going, right? Because they would have this wedding celebration that would last for days. If your thatch roof is on fire, you got problems. Got problems. (laughs) Anyways, the master ceremonies, the MC's like, comes to the groom and is like, yo, at most weddings, they put the good stuff out first. So the party guests, the party guests get lit. Mm-hmm. On the good stuff, and then they bring the trash stuff out last, right? Yeah. Because all the party goes are lit. Yeah. But you, you save the best for last. Dude, do you think that guy was telling the story later? Uh, Jesus was at my wedding. I would. Yeah, I would totally. I would totally. It would depend. No, no, no. You, can you believe what this guy did at my wedding? Yeah. Even what? if they didn't know who he was, because it was his first miracle. Well, they didn't know who he was at the time, right? And the yeah. Jewish way of saying that was like. He did this so that his glory would be displayed. Was that written? I think it's in there, dude. I don't have it in front of me. Even nope. even after he was like, woman? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I did read that the Jewish like the Jew the Jewish equivalency of what he said was like it was we say it I said it disrespectfully, but Jesus it would have been like a a term of endearment. Uh Ed well Ed said it was dear woman. Like dear, dear woman. Yeah, you did. Well, I thought Ed was uh, is that kind of full of it. Now, is for the for the purposes of my I story, I, I rejected what Ed had said. But it was like, it would have been, that term is like a term of endearment. endearment. And he would have been like, hey, this isn't our problem. This basically would have, what he would have been saying. When so he, he said, more was what like, what does this have to do with us? Mom? Yeah, mom, like, why mom? Like, when your mom used to come and ask you to clean your room, you're like, mom... But Jesus, in the Hebrew, which Jesus would have probably been speaking Hebrew. Or, I mean, it's possible. I don't know. They could have been. They were Hellenized Jews. They could have been speaking Greek. Yeah, you know, dear woman. Or uh, Aramaic. This isn't our problem. This isn't our problem. But then he kept on going. My time has not yet come. Weren't they speaking Aramaic mostly during the time? I don't know. Would they have been speaking Aramaic? I think it was Aramaic, yeah. I think Hellenistic Jews spoke Aramaic. But there's I mean, something to that. I don't have an MDiv. I'm just throwing. I'm just throwing stuff out. The... So, so your point is. <laughs> my point is, is all right, that so, wine, wine all right. can be a positive, look, and it's pretty clear really from scripture that scripture celebrates wine. Yeah. Look, in the Old Testament, it clearly says that 
God gave us wine, like to make us happy, like as a reflection of how things in this world are meant to bring a deeper experience of our humanity. In the Old Testament, we talk about the story where it, it says the the vine is like, yo, I'm not gonna be, I'm not gonna rule over you because my wine. Why would I give up this opportunity to make wine that makes God and man happy, that pleases God and man? Ed pointed That's out in the Psalms. That's better than ruling over you, producing yeah. beautiful wine. Ed pointed out in the Psalms, right, where all these things that are that come to us from the goodness of the the world around us are meant to to make our lives better. And then you flip to the to the New Testament, and you've got Jesus's first miracle, right? Like the the wedding at Cana is typically recognized as the first miracle. Mm. If I could, even though, if even, I could, yeah, please do. All right, so we're talking about wine, the fruit of the vine, right? Fruit of the vine, fruit of the, fruit of the vine, making wine, cheering men, right? I and feel, God. I feel like there is, and a, women. there is a a narrative in here where Satan is involved and takes these things and twists them, similarly to the uh, the story of Adam and Eve with the, fruit I mean, of the tree it, of life. It, it is it. It's depicted graphically as an apple because we don't know what the fruit was. Right, it was it could have been a fig. Big news but, of the devil's food. But I think it's important to, to recognize <laughs> that why they're so good. alcohol abuse is a bad thing. Mm. And I think that that's where certain things could creep in. And, and certain listeners, I think, could take this and really twist what we're saying to say that alcohol has never been a good thing for me. It's never cheered me. That might be true. You know? I If you've abused it, sure. Yeah. Right. I think it could be is, problematic for you. Well, it's fair to but it's the same way that it's the abuse of anything. The abuse of any physical thing can mm-hmm. turn into something dangerous. There are people who yeah. can't go to Wendy's because if they go to Wendy's, they're going to get a, a triple stack Baconator. Okay. <laughs> $5 big bag. The triple stack costs you six bucks. The so. triple, it's more than six bucks, right? Six bucks. Do you right. get bacon on the triple stack? You should. You should get a bacon. <laughs> or is that seven? On my 40th <clears throat> birthday, I tried to go to, to Wendy's and ask for a quad Baconator. You can get a bacon area with three patties and bacon on every layer. Will they do that for you? And I was like, it's my 40th birthday. I want four patties. Did they do that for you? No, they were like... No. They were like... They were like... You gotta go to Burger King. They didn't know how to ring it up. There was no button for the quad bacon. Yes, there is. There wasn't one. It's called extra meat. Not with the... Not with the... That was my nickname in high school. (laughs) 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 Jeremy Extra Meat Twiddle. (laughs) 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 Yeah, you're right. But but you're right. So you can there's you can abuse a lot of things. So they might so they're good. The things are good. God created them good. Yes. I mean basically all He created everything good. Basically all of creation was created good. And you can, we can take and whatever's been created and pervert it for yeah. sure. Well, Agreed. I don't yeah. think it's surprise. Like I think there's this. Like it didn't surprise God that grapevines, grapes turn into wine, or that wheat, barley, wheat turns into beer. I don't think he was surprised. If it's a hefe vice, and it does, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can you say that again for me? You said hefe wisen. I did not say Hefeweizen. I said Hefeweizen. It's just a Hefeweizen? Hefeweizen. It's 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 German for wheat beer. Wheat beer. And I don't think God was like, oh my gosh, what are these people doing? Like, it didn't surprise him. But I think when you read the scriptures and it talks about 
I, I can tell you this. It does not ever equate alcohol, alcohol, beer or wine, to sinfulness. There's no verse that relates to that. It does and, equate drunkenness with sinfulness. No, it, it actually, it doesn't actually ever say that drunkenness is, and the Old Testament says that drunkenness is unwise. It doesn't even say that drunkenness is unwise. It says that the verses in the Old Testament are along the lines of, like, if you linger at wine or beer is a brawler and if you if your eyes linger on wine then it leads to and it's not even drunkenness that's a problem in the scriptures it's that the behavior that comes from drunkenness is the problem so in the new testament it's like drunkenness and that leads to fornication or debauchery i think the the word that it, it talks about is debauchery i could be completely wrong i see that over there googling that Jack. brawling too Beer. It says beer is a brawler. Yeah, yeah. it says right? beer. It talks about brawling. It says beer, beer is a brawler. It says literally. Yeah, I swear it does. It's like beer is a brawler. I don't think it says beer. And if you stare too long at the ruby red color of wine, it it's, can lead you it's in trance. Or the ruby rose color. Mm. I don't know. It's just reds, dude. It's like when so I white stare wine? at Jameson's eyes. No, this is Bud Light. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I ever remember the Bible talking about beer. Yeah, Jameson. At all. It does. It's in there, dude. Beer is yeah. a brawler. I mean, the Hebrews. Is that in uh, Proverbs? Like yeah, it's in Proverbs. Somebody Google that drink. Go Google. Go Google. That's in the book of Eric, I think. So Just, I, I think we we are tre- we tread on dangerous territory when we talk about God loving alcohol. And why? Did somebody say? Because, no, just because there's people that can't handle it. Wait, there's. Sure, yeah. I'm, I'm down with. Like, in my life, I've spent a lot of. I've. I recognize. I think if if, if you if you that if have, we just give a blanket statement of God loves alcohol, it treads into the territory of giving people license to do whatever they where want. Where did we say with that alcohol? When did we say that God loves alcohol? Then we didn't say it, but didn't we? We didn't say loves. Okay, but there are. I told a story where it said it cheers God, makes him happy. All right, and then I told another story where. Jesus made a hundred and man twenty to one hundred and eighty gallons of wine that from water that from water that the MC said is the best, which is clearly, I think, and they, they explain it. Like most of the time, you give the best stuff up front so people get drunk and then they don't know they're getting the crappy stuff. But right. you save the best for last, mm-hmm. right? Which is clearly that this was not just the New wine. This wasn't rose. This was the the ten this year. This was the good stuff. Pinot. Yeah. yeah. The, the MC said this this wine is too legit. To too quit. legit to yeah, quit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wish you had actually wrapped that. Um, wrapped that. Yeah. Too legit to quit. <clears throat> hey, hey. Too. <laughs> oh, wrapped. I'm sorry. I'm just saying. We like we know that we haven't said that God loves these things, but we have said that. Uh, we have told two stories where wine plays an integral part in yes. the expression of God's. I agree. So I thought I thought we talked about right. So so wine does cheer. So we we could say wine cheers God and man, but I think we we talked about how God created creation, mm. you know, perfect, right, and for our enjoyment. Yes. So so I think He did create these things for our enjoyment, but then then sin came in. 
and we can pervert things and make them worse. So we can have too much of a good thing almost. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yes. Well, and that's everything. absolutely. Yeah, it's everything. As, right. As humanity, we do that. All well, I've, the time. I've heard a story. Well, it's not a story. It's it's true. If you drink like too much water, you can die. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Because and it, I think we're so broken that we can we can take anything and pervert it. So if you want to talk about water, right? Like I could I could so be into boating or whatever it is that I. I'm so into boating at the neglect of of other people and anything else in my life that I should be focused on. At the neglect of everything else. Yeah. Including God. Yes. Yeah. I think... Uh, Ooh. But that's a good point. Any good thing that becomes a God thing is a bad thing. I heard that... Anything that takes the place of God. Any good thing that yeah. becomes yeah. idolatrous. Like yes. a king, for instance. Like, as you guys referenced in the Abimelech uh, and Jerubal. Jotham knew it. Jotham recognized any good thing that became a god thing. Jerubabel knew it. Jerubabel. <laughs> Jerubabel. But Jerubabel. the olive trees, they were okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've been looking at um, Song of Songs the last few minutes. Go ahead, fill us in. So try this out. May your kisses be as exciting mm. as the best wine. Mm. Yes. Wine that goes down smoothly for my lover. Yeah, it does. Flowing gently over lips and teeth. Mm. Or this one. I would bring you to my childhood home, and there you would teach me. (laughs) What? (laughs) No, hold on. I would give you spiced wine to drink. Oh. My sweet pomegranate wine. Hold on. Mm. We're going to have to talk about that in another episode. Mm. Kiss me. And kiss me again, for your love is sweeter than wine. Dude, that's like a song. Mm, your navel. I think it was a song. Your navel like is perfectly formed like a goblet filled with mixed wine. Oh, man. Between man. your thighs oh, boy. lies a mound of wheat bordered <gasps> with lilies. They were doing body shots back then. Man. Is it? Your navel was filled with body shots. Between your thighs? Is I have entered my garden, my treasure, my bride. I gather myrrh with my spices and eat honeycomb with my honey. Oh, shoot. <laughs> I drink wine with my milk. Oh, lover and beloved, mm. eat and drink. Yes, drink deeply of your love. Dang, Brett. Listen, it, Brett, why if you got- this weren't all from the Bible, I'd have to cut it yeah. out. That was sexy, Ed, with your voice, dude. Yeah, yeah with your voice, actually. That's the only reason I would have to cut it out. Yeah. <laughs> you guys like, got really turned on right there. You guys were really disturbing me. It, well, I mean, if you can if you can resist Ed's voice. Ed's got the radio can. announcer voice, man. You can resist Take it. Take me. Oh, no. This headset is getting hot. Take me. Take me. Take me with you. Come, let's run. The king has brought me into his bedroom. Dang. How happy we are for you, O king. We praise your love even more than wine. How right they are to adore you. <clears throat> All right. so what if the king's bringing you into his bedroom so you can share a special message with him? <laughs> <laughs> While he drops All a right. deuce. I'm sorry. It was getting very awkward in here. I had to well, make it gross saying. again. Yeah. yeah. So what I thought was interesting was... Um, <laughs> So the New Testament, the uh, the first miracle of Jesus that's in what we understand is the the sacred scriptures, the Bible, right? Mm-hmm. 
has to do with the binding of a relationship mm-hmm. and turning water into wine. Mm-hmm. And then we go back into the Old Testament, the stories you shared, but then in the Song of Solomon, or Song of Songs, this piece, it's all about relationship and this tie-in of wine and how wine is used as a metaphor there, talking about relationships mm-hmm. and love. And so I think there's something significant to be explored there, something that we should probably explore later, a little more in depth, to see where that goes. Well, I mean, the first Christians talked about sex as a way of understanding our relationship to God. I mean, the first Christians did that. Mm-hmm. They talked about the way oh, that yeah. a man and a woman. Yeah. Right? Well, that's why the, the church is referred to as the bride of Christ yeah. and all that. I mean, it's all, yeah. it's all when, when we go there, it's all relational. Right. Like, completely. Even, even with sexy time. Yeah. I mean, so the whole the whole idea then becomes just like sex, just like food, alcohol can be something that either deepens our experience of mm-hmm. what it means to be a human being in relationship to the divine, or it can be something that can be twisted yeah. and turned into something that yeah. uh, detracts from our but relationship. But I, I like what divine. you said about basically I don't think you said it but it, it's what I got out of it it's what your priority is if you keep God as your priority you can keep everything else in line but once that once the wine or whatever it is takes priority over God and you idolize it then things get out of whack sure and I also think there's an aspect of it especially from the when Paul talks about so bringing it back to the sacrifices that wine was one of the ways that the Jewish people offered a sacrifice to God, right? The, the drink offering, pouring it out. The drink off, yeah. Yeah. The And that doesn't come from nowhere. That comes from the ancient Near East context of wine being something that you offered to the gods. I think it's not too far of a stretch to say that when Paul in Romans talked about the weaker brother, stronger brother, right? And he talked about meat offerings. I don't think it's too far stretched to to take that to alcohol and that if somebody if somebody struggles with the idea or struggles with their relationship to God based off of in Romans it's based off of me eating meat that's been sacrificed to idols right and Paul says if somebody feels like that that's goes against their conscience and they're saying it's God then don't try to impose that on them and don't try to make them do something in that you have liberty to do that makes them feel like that they're that they're not following their who they're supposed to be in God. And I think it, outside of a religious context, if somebody struggles with what you just talked about, which is taking alcohol and turning it into something that becomes an escape or becomes a a distraction from what it means to be a person, or a brawler, or, or if it turns them into a brawler, you don't want to impose that on somebody. If there's something that they feel like could detract them or distract them from their pursuit of who they're supposed to be as a person in light of who God is, then we shouldn't impose that on them. So I know, and I think this is a very fair place to say that we all know people that in their families or in their personal experiences, alcohol has been that thing, right? Alcohol has been something that has robbed their family of joy. It's robbed their family of humanity. It has, it, it has wrought destruction in their family. And so if I'm around somebody that's either experienced the destruction of alcohol or has either personally or in their family, I'm not going to do it. 
I'm definitely not going to say, hey, you know what? You should crack open this Bud Light with me <laughs> and uh, let's have a drink. I'm not going to do that to them. And when we look at the New Testament and look at areas of the New Testament that we most of us would perceive as prescriptive, telling us how to relate to the world, I think that that's at the essence of it is things that steal away from our understanding of who God is or steal away from our focus on what it means to be a human being in light of who God is. I think it's fair to say also that we all know people that get great joy out of wine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I shared the story last time and I'll share it again. When I have a couple of drinks, I usually feel things more deeply. And and a, a great example of that for me is when my mom passed away and my dad passed away. For mom, it was vodka. And for dad, it was like really high content beers. Like I, like I a had, Hefe Weizen. No, no. Uh, I suppress a lot of my feelings. I'm a suppressor. Yeah. And uh, for both of those settings, when I lost my parents, if I hadn't had something to drink, I wouldn't have let it go. But in both of them, when I had something to drink, I was able to let the grief go. And it was really cathartic for me. Yeah. It was really yeah. cathartic for me. Yeah. Now, I'd generally speaking, that. when I've had too much, I get a little affectionate. Now, I will tell you a lesson I learned last time is I never understood why people would drink to escape, right? Because whenever I have a few drinks, I feel things more deeply. My affection for the people around me or my grief of whatever I'm going through, I feel it more deeply. But last time, I got to a point where I just was gone, and I don't remember anything, and I could then I could see why people drink to escape. And I think that's always dangerous. Drinking to be cool, trying to fit in, be cool, yeah. drinking to escape, I think are always dangerous things. But I think the scriptures are pretty clear in these settings that God gave his people alcohol to help them feel more deeply and to reflect more deeply on their experience of the world whether that's in a ancient nearest setting with kings or the people they love or whether it's in a new testament second temple setting i think eventually we're going to get to the story where noah got drunk oh yeah that's a that's a crazy one and um Maybe, maybe we'll refer back to this episode during that. Because there are stories where they get drunk story. and bad things happen, too, right? Very mm-hmm. bad things. Yeah. We'll get to know. Very bad things. Ed, any closing thoughts? There's something that um, that Eric said earlier, uh, talking about where sometimes like the wine or the alcohol you're drinking helps bring you closer to God, in essence. And my thought at that point was that's that's the point of what we're trying to do here, right? Yeah. This is just for me personally. Just kind of sharing something from who I am that doesn't have to be shared with the world, but can be. But um, something that I've appreciated about what we're doing is that for me, it's um, it's got me back to a place of looking at the Bible in ways that I hadn't looked at in probably about five or six years. Yeah. And so I appreciate you guys for that and appreciate the opportunity to do that. And um, we'll see where it goes. Thanks for listening to Bible on the Rocks. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and rate us on iTunes. A special thanks to our contributors, Brett Hinkey, Ed Johnson, Josh Perius, Eric Smith, and Jameson Stubbs. Also contributing and doing sound editing is me, Jeremy Spittle. Finally, be sure to check out Spitfire's other podcast, Flushing It Out with Samantha Spittle. She's the introvert's extrovert and talks to people, so you don't have to. For now, this has been a Spitfire production.
wasting I've ever heard.